Scanning. Identity authorized. Welcome to the Secret Superhero Club Podcast Network. Welcome to the Animation Station Podcast, your home for discussions and debates about all things animation. Each week, we'll rank, review, and revel in animated shows from yesterday and today, and from around the world. So grab your Acme slingshot, set your mobile suit to autopilot, and put on your mouse ears. The Animation Station Podcast begins now. game basically what you do you must go to a 10 story plus building in an elevator alone if someone walks in the elevator with you it won't work i'll do this in a creepy uh, do you want me to do this in a creepy voice do you have a creepy voice i can try i didn't know you had a creepy voice i've never heard it before if someone walks into the elevator with you it won't work step one get on the elevator on the first floor press four when you reach the first floor don't get out and press two when you reach the second floor press six when you reach the Weech. When you reach the sixth floor, That's press queepy. two. When you reach the second floor, press ten. When you reach the tenth floor, press five. When you reach the fifth floor, a girl will come in. That woman is not human. Do not talk or look at that girl. If you do, she'll take you away. Press one, and if the elevator instead starts going up to the tenth floor, then you have succeeded. You will reach another world where, where there is no one except you. If you get off at the 10th floor, the girl will ask, will ask, where are you going? Do not answer her. If you answer her, she will pull you away. And you will die. You'll never be heard from again. So, on this fictional podcast, there's this fictional game. Most games... From it's Korea. A, it's a... Yeah, it's, this game's been around for a while. So people in Korea play this game. Yeah. To creep themselves out. It's kind of like the the saying Bloody Mary in the mirror Pretty five, much. five times or whatever yeah. and that kind of thing. Yeah, there's also the whole thing about uh, like the – there's one about a taxi cab mm-hmm. where it's basically the same thing. If you, uh, you call this taxi and you sit in the taxi cab and then he'll just start driving. Okay. Like you don't say where you're going or anything like that. You're, I guess you're not you're not supposed to look at him. You're not supposed to say where you're going at all. Mm-hmm. He will just take you to where you need to go. If you talk to him or look at him or try to make any contact with him, I think you like wake up in your home. But what? yeah, but it's also one of those if you talk to him or something like that or say something wrong, you'll it'll be your home, but it won't be in this dimension. Wow. So you may not get home. You may be stuck. Or he'll just kill you. Hmm. I don't, there's there's rules with that one too. But. Wow. The games people play, huh? Exactly. <laughs> that's some creepy stuff. I think that's appropriate. Yeah, I don't. For this creepy month. It is it's very now creepy beginning. Month. Watch the creepy movie. It wasn't that creepy. Yeah, it was alright. Alright. It was great. But well, anyway. After that wonderful funness, I should I should throw some uh, sound effects of like lightning strikes, like, like that. But anyway, welcome to the Animation Station podcast. My name welcome. is Josh. I'm Gavin. It's great to be back. It yes. Seems like forever since we recorded. Yeah, yeah, we did all that recording. Yeah, we did a lot of pre-recording over the last few weeks because Josh and I both moved to a new apartment complex to be neighbors once again. Haha. It was it was a epic crazy day of moving that lasted the whole of the day and Shit. part of the night. <laughs> I okay, we started at like eight thirty. I was expecting us to be done with everything by like one o'clock. You silly, silly man. Yeah. It was nowhere close it was to 6:30? that. Well you guys took the truck back at six thirty. Yeah. We snarfed some pizza mm-hmm. and then Charlie and I went back to our place to do another load. And we didn't get finished unloading that until ten. Yeah, and you guys. So took our a day, day off was a little after. longer because we still had a bunch of stuff over there. 
So it man, it was it was terrible. It was a it was, it was awful the thing. hottest and day. And it was only like 99 degrees. I know. It was one of the hottest days of the year, and it was humid, and there was zero shade on any of our pathways. Ah, it was a nightmare. And you all got burned. I got a little burned, but then I ended up getting a heat rash, which I've never had before, but I broke out in hives like all over my body. It was terrible. Delicious. Gross. Yeah. And so. I was totally fine. Yeah, you, I, I don't know what happened. You like you, were, you, uh, you guys, you guys all got like super sunburned. Oh, I'm our like, friend Ryan looked oh, like he, a cooked lobster, man. He was glowing. <laughs> and I was like, I was just, I was a little pink. Yeah. Well, just... Ryan also decided to wear a freaking tank top. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but we couldn't have done it without him. Thanks, oh, Ryan. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We would have died. Exactly. <laughs> Trying to get that dresser up oh, the stairs. I don't no, even want to think we, about we it. No, I'm, I'm having a hernia <laughs> right now, just considering it. So let's not. Gavin, what's up? Start this thing off. We've been going kind of long. We've been recording for twelve minutes now. Jeez, let's get to some news. Do we have any news this we week? Do I think have, we do. There's actually a lot of news um, on the animation side. Give us the headlines. Unfortunately, Cartoon Network will be canceling, or what may not be canceling. It, the show's coming to an end. Adventure Time. Oh, it's okay. coming to an end in 2018. So. Are they just deciding, well, we need to wrap this story up, or is it losing ratings and they're deciding we I need to put something in its place? I don't see how it would be losing ratings. Yeah, it seems just, to be really popular. Yeah, I, it's got to be they're running out of show material. Yeah. Because, I mean, it has, an, it has an overarching story element to it. Right. But they throw a lot of random garbage in there. So that's like yeah. when you get a story element, it's like magic. Yeah. You're like, oh, yay, delicious little bit of story. It's so great. Right. Well, not everything can be The Simpsons and just go on forever. So. Yeah. But yeah. This, All good things must come to an yeah, end. Yeah, it'll be ending after its ninth season. Which wow, I didn't realize it was that old. Supernatural beat it, which is one of those, like, I can't believe it. <laughs> Supernatural's been on longer. Wow. It won't die. It, it show will not die. die. Yeah. Not that there's anything against Supernatural, yeah, except that it should have ended after that. the fifth season. Yeah, or fifth episode. Anyway, so what else you got in the uh, news? Um, little bit of news coming out of Disney this time. Yes. Mr. John Favreau is going to be doing the Lion King movie. Yeah, this is fascinating because they're calling it a live action movie, well, but I can't. Well, here, here's another thing. Can't... It's also a live action, like CG hybrid. Like Jungle Book. A live action CG project is what they're calling it. Okay. So I don't know. Like, what I'm thinking is what they're going to do is they'll probably film a lot in actual locations. Like, maybe film out in the Sahara or something like that. Or in Animal Kingdom in Florida. Or in Animal Kingdom in Florida. <laughs> no, they'll probably go to Africa. Um, yeah, because, I mean, it's the budget. You yeah. can write that off as yeah. an expense. Exactly. So they'll go out. Favreau gets what he wants. Exactly. <laughs> they'll, uh, they'll film so they can film some grass and probably animals in their natural habitat and stuff like that, and mm -hmm. then impose the CG lions and other characters onto the real environment. Right. That, that, it has a lot of potential. I just, I'm really interested to see where they go with it, because personally I would consider the new Jungle Book an animated movie, because there's only one live-action element in it, and that's Mowgli. Everything else is green screen and totally cg there's some grass in there that's cg isn't it not all of it i thought all of it was. well well like the, some of the stuff that they show with mowgli like just like mm -hmm. that one that scene that they keep showing with the stupid puppets and they got like the googly eyes on the puppet and yeah. he's trying to talk to like they're like this is what you're going to use you're gonna oh, look at this right, puppet right and yeah he's like sitting on like this like rock thing with like this little grass stuff mm -hmm. so i mean they, they'll probably do stuff well, like okay that. there were props but that's yeah. not live well i mean it's not real it's real yeah but i mean it's like 98 percent animated well yeah so i consider that an animated movie so I don't so know if I'm like going to be able to call this Lion King movie live action. It depends. Well, it, it, dep it depends on what they're doing. Because yeah. it's, it's like if a If all it's a the characters are of... animated, then I may call it an animated movie. Like, did you ever see the movie Dinosaur that Disney partnered yes. with another studio I can't remember on doing? I like that movie. And, um, you know, that was basically a film of live environments. And they added CG dinosaurs into it. 
Yeah. And I thought they did a pretty good job with it at the time at that level of animation. I thought it was really good. And this is what I'm picturing for this new Lion King if they go that route. And I don't know. I, I also well, don't I think, know why you remake Lion King. It's perfect as it is. I know, but it's also like, why would you remake The Jungle Book? I mean, The Jungle Book wasn't original when Disney made it, and it's been made a million times. Well, so to Lion me, that's, King, that's less Lion of a King's thing. The not original. It's Kimba the White Lion, but it, but, which is Japanese. Is it really? Yeah. But I mean... Well, I mean, the guy's name is Kimba, and his name is Simba. Oh, I don't need those. Barely even rhyme, dude. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I. Okay, I didn't know that, but I, I still feel like it's kind of a standalone thing. Nobody else has done movies of it before, and I don't know. I, I mean, bottom line is, I'm gonna see it. I, oh, I yeah, am I'm interested in seeing see it. it. I just, I don't know what to think about it. So, all right, what else you got in the news? Um, the last bit of news is coming, so we went from Cartoon Network to Disney, now we're gonna go comics, so we're gonna go some DC news. Ooh. Um, the, Oh wait, is this about Batman? It is about Batman. <laughs> I guessed it. Cause I mean, DC's only known for Batman, there are no other superheroes in DC. Isn't there one with super in his name? I'm not 100% sure what, oh mm. you're right, there is Shazam. Shazam's pretty cool. Billy Batson? Hmm. hmm. You have no idea who that is, do you? I, I don't, but oh my I don't know why you're dissing the greatest superhero of all time. Rocket Raccoon? No, I'm just kidding. Rocket <laughs> Raccoon's awful. What's your Marvel news, Josh? D- you just called it Marvel news. It's my Oh, d- sorry, my your DC, DC news. news. It's all comics to me. Uh, it's all comics to me. Uh, my DC news is... Um, so, Warner Brothers Animation is doing a one-night-only showing of the new dc animated batman movie um the return of the caped crusaders starring adam west what burt ward what and the best Catwoman ever julie newmar Ooh, i don't know about that but what yeah julie newmar, she's way better than michelle pfeiffer oh man but michelle and pfeiffer Halle Berry doesn't Ooh. count yeah i never saw that one oh anyway. yeah i mean michelle pfeiffer's outfit was fantastic Unbelievable. but julie newmar oh but julie newmar had that purple outfit with i did the, like the purple i agree really, it's very I agree. classic and her hair how yeah. she made her hair look like the mm-hmm. little ears that's there really is so that great. there is that you're right so yeah. is this going to be basically like another killing joke where it's kind of it's really something made for dvd but they're going to put it on the screen yes, for one night it's the same thing so it's that same kind of quality yeah, like, level I think, quick I think production it, i think it comes out like the next week Dude, are all those three actors broke now, or why, why are they I doing mean, this? I'm sure Adam West isn't. He gets all that Family Guy money. <laughs> That's but, true. I mean, I don't know what Julie Newmar and Burt Ward have done yeah. since. But, yeah, it's October... It's kind of weird to me that they would come back do and do it. Eh, are no. they going to sound really old? Very possible. <laughs> I mean, I, have, I haven't heard them. I, I, there's a trailer out there, but I haven't watched it yet, mm-hmm. just because it's like... The Killing Joke kind of burned me. Yeah. So I'm like, are you uh, gonna? You don't know if you're gonna see it. In the don't theater? know if I'm gonna see it. It comes okay. out October 17th. Oof. So I have plenty of time to decide if I want to do it. Yeah. But check your local theaters, kids. Yeah, check it. Check it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gavin. What did we? What did we watch this week? Let's get it rolling. So in October, we're gonna watch five Halloween or creepy or scary or some such type movies. To celebrate October and Halloween in general, and there are f- conveniently five Mondays in the month, so we're gonna it. we're gonna kick it off with a modern classic of stop motion animation, Tim Burton's Corpse Bride. That's our that's what we're Yay. kicking it off with. Um, so we're gonna have uh, this is gonna be our lineup for October. We're gonna do Corpse Bride. Whoa, spoilers! Yeah, yeah we're bro. gonna let's let's just announce it. Let's All run right. it out there. Uh, get the people excited. Uh, number two is Hotel Transylvania. Bum, 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 bum. Number three is Paranorman. Paranorman. Number four is Monster House. Monster House. And the number only one of these I've seen. Ah, oh, that's so sad, but exciting at the same time. And number five, The King of Them All, Nightmare Before Christmas, which will come out on Monday, October 31st. Halloween. Plan that one too. Yeah, it's awesome. So anyway, Corpse Bride. That's what we watched. We actually just watched it a little while ago. Yep. 
So it's very fresh for Josh, who watched it for the first time ever. The very first time. Yeah. So uh, Corpse Bride is, I can't believe how old it is already. It's from 2005, which is more than 10 years ago. I, I can't believe it's been that long already. But it's basically um, Tim Burton's kind of next major stop motion hit after Nightmare Before Christmas. He did James and the Giant Peach in between, but like that one James and the Giant Peach. wasn't very successful. Um, but this one was pretty successful. And, you know, he gathered together the, a lot of the people from the team that he worked with on Nightmare. Um, director Mike Johnson, who he directs this with, worked with him on Nightmare. And uh, the producer that produced it with him, Allison Abbott, or Abate, or I don't know how to say her last name. We'll she worked Abbott. on Nightmare 2. So they had a crew that you know was kind of familiar. Uh, and, of course, they brought in Danny Elfman to do the music. And we all know that Burton and Elfman have a long history of creativity together. They've had their ups and downs. But uh, for the most part, they uh, come together and they make magic. So uh, this is another example of that. And then... Like many Burton Elfman films, it stars Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter and Christopher Lee and it's Christopher um, and a lot of uh, what's Tim that Burton other guy's movies? name? Yeah, he's in almost all of them. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes it's just a voice, but I mean he's like a bit character in most of them. Uh, okay. He's kinda like the um seeing Nightmare? The Ratzenberger in Pixar uh, Tim Burton film. Seeing Nightmare? So. I don't think he's in that one. I think that's one where he's not. Okay. So, I mean, it's not every single one, just like Johnny Depp isn't in every single one, but Must they well have be. a tendency to have Johnny, what, Helena Bonham Carter, Christopher what, what, Lee. What's their first, like, the Johnny and Helen, like, what's their first, like, movie together? I don't know, actually. Is she in Edward Scissorhands? I've never seen that movie. Really? Yep. Wow, you didn't see that. I don't watch garbage movies. Well, you don't know if it's garbage if you haven't seen it's it, Josh. Tim, Tim Burton. You have a lot to learn, my friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to get all the hate, like always. Anyway, what's interesting is, and I didn't realize this until I started really looking at some of the credits and some of the research that I was doing on this movie. They actually partnered with Leica on this movie, on creating this movie. So Leica continues to pop up on our podcast as very influential, very... Um, important in modern animation and I think they're part of the reason that stop motion is as popular as it is today yes. and and actually has have created some amazing things that now that I've watched Corpse Bride again it may have slipped down a little on my list having seen several Leica films since this well, is, came is out. Well, is this a full Leica film though? No, I mean it's in partnership. It's Tim Burton Productions partnering with Leica, and it was made in England. At, so, um, so I, I don't think you could put it up there with the Leica movies. No, what I'm saying is that you know their, their actual productions are at such a high level that I put them above this movie. Oh, yeah. And I hadn't really done that until I rewatched Corpse Bride tonight. I still love it, but I realize, oh my gosh, Leica has pushed this genre even further. And I'm excited for you later this month to see Paranorman, which is a Leica film, because I think it's absolutely amazing. Did this come out before or after Coraline? That is a great question. I think it's before by a couple of years, but I don't know. Okay. I'd have to look up Coraline. I think I want to say Coraline was like 2007-ish. So, um, but yeah, uh, one of the other things is... Um, that I found interesting is this was done kind of in the early days of digital filming and, you know, they had intended to shoot this all on film, regular film, mm -hmm. like a traditional stop motion animated piece. But then they figured out a way to use digital photography and they literally used like off the shelf digital still cameras that they modified with some fancy lenses but basically, they were just using point-and-click digital cameras to shoot that whole movie. Made, made like a and they Walmart saved run. it all on those little um, camera memory drives of, like, I think they said 100 meg each. And they just had thousands of those that they had to then just, like, upload into computers and, like, compile together all these frames. And, yeah, so I found that fascinating that they just were using 
just regular cameras to film it, and it looks amazing. There's no way that's cheaper, though. I don't know if it has anything to do with cheaper. I don't know. Maybe it's quicker. I don't, I don't know the reasons. I, in in mm. the what I was reading about it, it was it was more. I think it was more about the efficiency of it. You know, it didn't it didn't mention cost at all. They, I think they said they had 32 of these cameras that they used. Okay. And and I think also they could have multiple people or multiple scenes going at the same time. Oh yeah, then you, you know and that. spread it out. They didn't have to have it all in one reel or you know things like that. That so, makes sense then. I found that really interesting that they were just using what you and I would have bought off the shelf in 2005 if we bought a digital camera. I bought an Xbox in 2005. Yeah, I don't think I even had a gaming system in 2005. I got a job just so I could buy that 360. Nice. Dedication. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Interestingly enough, it was also uh, nominated by the American Film Institute as one of the top 10 animated films. I think that's pushing it. I, I think that's understood, yeah, that it's of all time. I mean, it certainly wouldn't be of 2005 because there weren't 10 feature animated films. I'm sure came there out were. That year. Maybe, but I doubt it. I think Maybe not the United AFI States. pretty much does all-time lists. I guess it is the American Film Institute. Yeah, and I think that's uh, that's an interesting pick. I don't necessarily agree with it. I usually agree with them for the most part. Um, also, this movie is dedicated to the memory of Joe Ranft. And if you don't know who that is, he is a famous story writer for the Disney studio, for Pixar Studios. He also did a lot of voice work. He is most famously the voice of Heimlich in A Bug's Life, which is hilarious. Okay. And um, he tragically died in 2005 during production of this movie. Uh, He was killed in a car crash and... Yeah, very sad. So at the end of Cars, which came out the next year in, at Pixar Studios, they do a little dedication to him in that movie as well. So okay. this movie ends up being dedicated to him. He was one of the writers on it, and yeah, he was very good. He wrote for Toy Story. He wrote for Lion King. He did great work. I the great more, Joe more respect now yes. for Heimlich. Yes, hats off. Hats off. So let's talk about it. Josh Kane, what do you think about The Corpse Bride? I hated this movie. You didn't hate it. I didn't like it. Well, we'll just, uh, we'll just go with that. I did not okay, like it. Okay, you movie. didn't like it. But you told me, as a matter of fact, that you really liked the story. The story. I really liked the story. It was really, really good. Like, I was interested in the characters. I did not like any of the designs for the characters outside the designs of are Victoria. Extreme. Yeah. She was the only one that I liked at all. Oh, and uh, uh, I don't even remember. Victor. Victor? Victor's yeah. dad. Oh, the dad. Okay. I liked him. Yeah. He, was, he was kind of funny. When he, like, Mr. Van Dort. Yeah, when he lifts his top hat up and he's got the little curly cue. <laughs> on, like, that was cool. Um, yeah, but... the character design was very interesting in this one. I feel like the the living were all so extremely designed. You know, their proportions were just out there. And hairdos were super high or body proportions were super extreme. Yeah. And you know, if somebody was hunched over, they were hunched way over. Like that maid who's like the a maid, Z. and even the the carriage driver who's you know basically got a hunchback because he's yeah. hunched over so much. And yeah, I agree that I don't find it as pleasing to the eye as a lot of other animated films, but I like that they were pushing for a feeling of you know a certain gloominess and like mismatched parts you know the the parents talk about how you know marriage isn't about liking the person you're with it's it's like a business partnership and so it it was more about just matching people up because of their money or things like that not because they're attractive or they fit together in any way and Mm -hmm. i think they were kind of playing off of that and i kind of like that on the flip side, though, or on the underside, I should say, when they go to the underworld... So, like, the upside down? I thought... Yeah, kind of. Ah. I thought the uh, character design down there was fantastic. Like, all the skeletons and all well, the see, that, dead people down there. there. I thought no, they were great. There was no character design. They were all skeletons. No, they weren't all skeletons. The majority, the majority of, of that is skeletons. They're like, okay, we need to... Yeah, but one had a curly mustache. One was, like, so... Napoleon... Yeah, but they didn't really do. I mean, I mean, Mr. Like, Bone Jangles. When, when they're like, which again, you don't know his name until you look in the credits and you he's, see Bone Jangles because they awesome. never say it. 
But whenever they have like anybody doing any sort of like dancey jig or whatever, yeah, the majority of that time it's the skeletons. Well, people like dancing skeletons. They I liked don't. It I don't like skeletons. Forever I don't like skulls. I don't like skeletons. Disney did the silly symphony with the dancing skeletons. I also, also don't like Halloween. So since it's Ray Harryhausen a... did skeletons fighting and I don't know Clash we... of the Titans. Okay, and I know Clash of the Titans. Jason and the Argonauts. Uh, the Seventh Voyage of Sinbad. Is Seventh way Voyage of better. Sinbad. I agree. I agree. That's a great movie. So you that's know, a, you know, John Wayne's son. So you know the work of Ray Harryhausen. Yeah. The like legendary stop motion animator, the giant. I mean, he's like the greatest of all time. I don't know if you noticed, but when Victor sits down at the piano and plays his little tune when they first go into the house, mm -hmm. the model of piano is Harryhausen. I know. Yeah, that. it's a really cool nod of the hat to the great one. But yeah, I like all these character designs. They were all they just, they were just all awful. Like, I don't think they were awful. They were atrocious. But I can understand how it, it's you see not what pleasing I watch. to the you eye. You see what I watch. Look, look, what yeah. is on my TV right now? Yeah, uh, paused on his TV right now is an episode of Star vs. the Forces of Evil, and it is the most pastel-y, cutie, sweet little thing yeah, I've ever seen in my life. That's the stuff I like. Which is weird because, I don't know, you seem to I tend towards... I watch a lot of bright anime, too. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess, but you you got a lot of really violent anime, and your villains from that villains list were so dark. And well, yeah, but those those you can have dark characters in a pretty movie. Bright, pretty movies. Yeah, yeah that's true. I mean, true. look at Scar. That's true. He's like one of the greatest villains, and he has yeah. one of those songs. And, and that's a that beautiful, very colorful movie. Oh, uh, it's so great. I I agree with that. I agree, but I mean. I don't know. The the character design, I can see how it's not for everybody. And truth be told, a lot of it isn't for me. But I kind of get what they're doing. I kind of understand their style choices. Yeah, I can see where you're going with it. But yeah. it's like, it, for me, it just didn't, none of it connected. Okay, like, let's go positive then. So you like the story. I like the story. So what, what gripped you about this story? What did you find most compelling? I liked the whole like, – basically, again, I'm going to go with my favorite character in this movie, Victoria. Mm -hmm. I was more interested in what's going on with her. I didn't <laughs> give a crap about Victor. I yeah. was like, D whatever, dude. Just get with somebody. I don't care right now. He is kind of hard to root for because he is kind of flaky. He has, he has no personality. He's just – he's a wet blanket. He's just there. And you're like, oh, okay. You, you put the ring on this thing. So technically you did bad. Right. Maybe own up to that, which <laughs> don't really do the whole entire movie. Then you sneak in and you're like, oh, I love this other woman, even though technically you are still married. And then you're like, well, oh, well, I'll just go ahead and marry the dead one. It's like you're such a wishy-washy – get out of my face. He was He was pointless. The corpse bride, it's like – he's you're dead he didn't mean to you know that you were around it's like you know you guys can't do anything with your marriage thing he's alive you're dead doesn't work someone's making a drink um is that what that was, that was a shaking ice oh either that or he's uh doing a protein shake oh well that's um, a drink it is yeah um <laughs> Yes, he's like she's a pointless character too. The only one who I was rooting for was Victoria the whole time. She also is like one of the only ones that has any facial expressions the whole entire movie. Well, like they're first very of all, subtle. They're very subtle facial expressions, mm -hmm. but like that's how you can see her mood. Yeah, like I uh, agree. like they're, she's like oh like she's got that surprised look the whole time. Mm -hmm. Like whenever she you know starts falling in love with Victor, it's kind like, of like oh. a wide-eyed naive look. And I then think, when yeah. she has to marry uh, Lord Burkus, yeah. Um, Burkus she's just Bittings. like, she's just like a blank face, like, uh, like she's like a song because like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. Take a look. Yeah. Okay. First thing. We basically just got another Josh Kane synopsis in 60 seconds of a movie, which I liked. Yay. Uh, second thing, I totally agree with you about the facial expressions because that's one of the things that I don't like about the characters in this movie is I feel like there's not a lot of expression in the faces and... There are a couple of exceptions, I think, Emily, the corpse bride, Victoria, the jilted bride, and the villain, Lord Bacchus. Oh, you're, you're right. They, he does have a Berkus. lot of, he does have a they lot of facial expressions. They make faces and express things of emotion on their face. None of the other characters really do. 
Yeah, Victor's like is surprised. The, uh, what does the what does uh, Emily do? Because I mean, I know she does the she gets angry once. Oh, I mean, she cries. She gets angry. Oh, yes. Her mouth is really expressive. I think they're really focusing on those strangely luscious lips for a corpse. Yeah, she did have. Um, lips. and you know, great name for a band, Luscious Lips. Luscious that is a good band name, and the band. <laughs> her eyes, you know, said a lot. I I just think. Those three characters were the ones that had real facial expressions, where everybody else kind of didn't. The only thing I remember about Emily, she twirled around. She did she twirl twirled, around. She twirled, oh, like, she twirled like four times. There is the scene where um, Victoria's dad, or Victoria's mom, tells her dad to smile, and he's trying to force that smile oh, yeah. upon his face. That is pretty good. That is pretty funny. I, I, I like, like that. All of the voice acting is my other good thing, and like my only other positive in this movie is the voice acting. It is really good. I didn't like any of the songs. Okay, you're dumb. No, I'm not. Because the but songs are great in this that movie first, for the oh, most hold part. On. You, you told me that you, it took a while for you to like that first song. That's true. Yeah, it, I, I've seen this the one time, so you're okay. going to have to cut me a little bit of slack on okay. that. Okay. I'll but cut yeah, you slack like, on that one song. That one song. And what are what other songs are there? Well, the best one is Remains of the Day, which is the one sung in the bar by Mr. Bone Jangles. I couldn't hear what was – I couldn't hear what band. they were saying half that time. Really? Yeah. That's too bad because they're basically telling you the whole story about how well, no, yeah, I, she I got, got jilted the story, and like, it's they, actually Lord Burkus because you see his silhouette. Yeah, you see his silhouette. It's like, come shadow. on. No, it's not supposed to be a secret. Oh, well, good. Cause it it's wasn't. pretty blatant, yeah. It also, like, he, like, pops in. It's like, hello, I'm here. <laughs> and they're like, is he one of yours? It's like, no, not one of my family. It's like, sit down, I suppose. Yeah. Well, it's they like, were desperate. Yeah, let's do a, give a background check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. But What do you think about the town crier? Oh, he's in the shape of a bell. <laughs> Don't. And like, the, guy, the guy sweeping in front of the clock store was the I, shape of a grandfather yeah, I, clock? Oh, I didn't even with notice a, that. With the uh, pendulum. <laughs> I just noticed that he was going with the ticks. Like yeah. he was sweeping with the ticks. Yeah. But yeah, no, like I guess what Bone Drangles, his he was kind of cool because he had the one eye that kept like moving around from side to side. Yeah, roll back and forth. Yeah, different and then he sockets. had the little bowler hat. Yeah, he was. He, he, he was. was cool he was all right. And that was actually Danny Elfman singing, singing that it, part, yeah. and just the same way he sings Jack Skellington. If you didn't know that. So uh, no, he does a great not. job. Is he Jack Skellington? Or he He's sings? not the – well, I can't remember. I think he does do the speaking and the singing. Uh, I can't remember now. We'll know by the time we get around to that episode. We'll hopefully know when we stop I know recording he sings it because he's Wikipedia amazing. It. Yeah. Um, but what did you think – or I guess I should ask first. Did you notice the score? No. Okay. That's – too bad because it's they, really there good was a lot of piano. it's really really crisp it's a very interesting danny elfman score because i feel like it's really you know clean and neat and tidy and there's a lot of syncopation and things like that going on which i don't necessarily feel like it's well i kind of feel like it stands out among the elfman canon it still sounds very elfman it's clearly elfman but I feel like it has this strange kind of neatness to it. And I don't know if that's the Victorian influence that he's trying to go for in this proper, you know, classist environment that they're in, or if that's just what he was feeling. I don't know. It's, but it's, I, I find it very interesting. And I also find it very beautiful. I think it's a very pleasing score. It's easy to listen to. And it apparently doesn't stand out very much, though. Well, I, to be 100% honest with you, there were a couple parts, like, in the very beginning where I was about to fall asleep. Yeah, like, that's that's too bad. Yeah. I you mean, know, this, I, show, I, I, cause this I'm, movie I'm, does I'm, take a minute to get going. Like, it was before we even met the corpse bride. Like, all that bit with the whole candle, like, him doing their wedding thing. Mm -hmm. I was just like, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah. Like. You do. Gavin's gonna get really mad at me because I'm gonna fall asleep on his couch. No, hey, I want honesty. So if it puts you to sleep, we need to know. Yeah, and you did, and when uh, Charlie did come in and ask you, she said that we looked bored. I and was just you. You focused. weren't you weren't bored, but you did notice that I did check my phone. Yeah, when when Josh once. checks his phone, I know that he's not captivated by the movie. Yeah. So there was one segment of phone checking. But I do admit that this movie does take a minute to get going, and 
until he runs out of the house and things start happening where, you know, he meets up with the corpse bride and, you know, all the action happens after that, basically. I remember the first time watching that movie, I did feel like, is anything going to happen here? This is kind of, you know, plodding along, nothing's really going. So I, I knew that at a certain point, you'd be much more gripped by the story. But yeah, that first part is kind of slow. Yeah. Now, what did you think about the color palettes that they used in didn't this notice. movie? Because What? Yeah, I mean, it's dude, basically, like I, said, I didn't like it's this. It's basically so. like Wizard of Oz, where it's almost black and white when they're in the land of the well, living. Well, yeah, yeah. And they, it's full color when they're in the underworld. Well, not really. Pretty much. I mean, it's just because you have, like, the only bright part in that whole entire movie is the bar. Okay, that's the brightest part, but the whole underworld is colorful. It's is it? it's basically permanently at night, so it's not illuminated. But yeah, all of the color is down below, and they oh, use the notice. entire rainbow down there. Didn't even notice that. Wow, Josh, stop looking at your phone and look at the movie. I I tried. I did like the spider. <laughs> oh yeah, the Black Widow. Yeah. Did you like the spider's song, where they're oh, sewing up his suit? Sewing se- yeah. Like that thirteen seconds that they say lovely little ditty. Yeah, that's all part of a bigger thing where yeah. everyone's like, We're gonna go get married. Marriage procession. Just, oh. Man, Josh Kane. So, okay, let's get down to it and rate this movie. What's your rating scale this week? We're gonna do this, it's gonna be really sad. I give this a two. A two what? Just a two. Just a two? You can't even come up with a rating scale? Yeah. Man. If I'm going to give it a rating scale, it's going to get a one, so... Oof. Yikes. Two. Okay, so that's low on your list. Yeah, my own, the only the only saving grace for this whole entire movie is Victoria. Okay, all right. For me. I got you. I'll take every bit of hate. Well, I'm glad we started with this one, because I do feel like it's upward from here. I feel like the next four movies are all... Well, you've seen Monster House. The other yeah. three are superior to this. The these I like the next well two I've actually wanted to see. Okay. Like I never really wanted to see this movie. I knew it came out and mm-hmm. like it was when I was working at the theater. We didn't have it, but it was a theater in the mall and there's a hot topic in the mall, so it's nothing but that merchandise. Right. And you just get sick of seeing it. Because you're in Hot Topic all the time. Well, I mean, you have to walk by <laughs> Hot Topic. True, you do have to walk by Hot yeah, Topic. Yeah, and it's like corpse bride crap all over the place. It's like every oh Halloween, gosh. they're like, oh, look, now there's Jack Skellington stuff well, all over the place. Well, to be fair, nowadays, Nightmare Before Christmas is a year-round thing. It yeah. has one of the biggest cult followings of anything I can think now of. Now it's all Harry Potter, and next year it's going to yeah. be... Pirates of the Caribbean again. Yeah, for a fifth time. Oh gosh. I'm excited. I like that franchise. I didn't, see the, I didn't see the fourth one. Oh, I thought it was really good. I saw the first, I've seen the first one multiple times. Mm-hmm. And I saw the second and the third one once. The second one is good. The third one's really good. The fourth one is really, really good. Is that the one with the... Ian McShane and Penelope Cruz. Yeah, Penelope it's Crows. so good. Ian McShane plays Blackbeard and he's okay. perfect. I love it. Isn't his dad like some... Who's his dad? Who's dad? Uh, Jack Sparrow. Uh, it's not Mick Jagger. It's, uh, yes, it's Keith it's, Richards. It's Keith Richards. Uh, from the Rolling Stones. Yeah. I was close in there. Yeah. I was getting him. I knew I couldn't think of it, and then you said Mick Jagger. And it triggered it. Yeah. So, what out about... of five Jiminy Crickets. I this one, Jiminy as I Crickets. stated at the beginning has now slipped down my list because I haven't seen it in many years and just rewatching it, having seen several Leica films that are stop motion since then, having seen another Tim Burton stop motion piece since then, which I think is better. And What's the Tim Burton movie? Uh, Frankenweenie. Oh, okay. Which was fantastic. I am going to give this one a three. Three Solid Jiminy Crickets three. out of five. Three Jiminy's. Because I still think it is really good. I think it was a very big step in a lot of ways in stop motion animation, but I do feel like it has some lacking points, like the slowness in the beginning, some of the character design, and a lack of expression on a lot of the characters' faces. Yeah. But 
I still like it a lot. Yeah, fair play. So yeah. next week is Hotel, Hotel Transylvania, Transylvania, which is a comedy. I like comedies. Lots of color, lots of punch. I think it's going to keep you entertained. I predict you will not pull out your phone. Bold let's, prediction, I know. Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> and it's not stop motion. Okay. So. Right. So let's go ahead and go to our next segment. We did a cartoon cafe. We went and saw Storks. Storks. So let's take us down to. The diner. The diner. Mm. And we'll go from there. Excellent. Welcome to Cartoon Cafe. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Cartoon Cafe. Brought to you, coming to you from the lovely IHOP on Northwest Expressway yes. in Oklahoma City. And we ordered some delicious pancakes, we're waiting for them to arrive, and uh, we thought we'd give you our reactions to the new animated film Storks from Warner Animation Group. And Josh, what were your first impressions of this movie? First off, I just noticed that you can get Oreos on this. It's oh, yeah. not just candy corn, it's Oreos. Oh, the scary face pancake comes with Oreo eyes. But anyway, um, yeah. I thought this movie was good. There were parts in it that I felt could have been better, mm -hmm. like the B story plot, the whole plot with the uh, the family, and the little boy, the little boy, the little boy was my favorite. He was character. the best part of the whole entire yeah, movie. He was great. I, if we would have had more of a story with him, mm -hmm. I think it would have been a better movie. Maybe a sequel. Storks too. Yeah, maybe. A sequel. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> <laughs> Reused jokes. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I pretty much agree. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was great. For Warner Brothers, I thought the animation was really good. The animation was really good, yes. I was yes. surprised. I didn't, I didn't know if they were, you know, I don't feel like they're necessarily keeping pace with DreamWorks and Pixar and Disney this time, but they're doing a great job. And I, I thought the animation in this, the design work was really, really well done. The pacing was pretty good. I don't feel like there was any slow parts in it. And the action, you know, like, it, it kept just going and moving forward. There were definitely some characters that I think were pointless in this movie. Like, the whole yeah. pigeon, the pigeon toady bit. Yeah. Get rid of him. He's useless. He kind of reminded me of the saber-toothed squirrel from the Ice Age series. Are you familiar with the character I'm talking about? Um, no, I saw the first Ice Age. Okay, well, you remember the saber-toothed squirrel that every once in a while they flash over to him and he's trying to protect or trying to regain his one acorn? Oh, you mean the little thing that with the acorn okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so they use that same he has a name gag but I can't through remember. the entire series, series of that yeah. movie it's always going back to him and something's always happening to his acorn it's always time to get back anyway it kind of reminded me of that where it's like okay we don't really need you here you're kind of funny in some parts but i don't know i didn't really understand where they were going with that character yeah um but i liked I liked the premise that they laid down in this movie about storks being baby deliverers and, and then, then becoming Amazon. They decide to basically be Amazon and deliver everything else instead. I did. I did like and, the free shipping, excluding yeah. Alaska and Hawaii, mm -hmm. just like our yeah, friends at Amazon. Exactly. I mean, that's not a spoiler because that was all told to us in the trailer for the yeah. movie. But I do like that premise, and it's set up for a really good story that, that played out but I do agree I feel like the subplot or the B plot as you called it was a lot a lot of the time more compelling yeah I wanted to go back to them a little bit more yeah I, I liked the whole um, bit with uh, Tulip and Junior I thought they were fine. Yeah, they were good. Um, and they're trying to get Diamond Destiny home, <laughs> which is a great name. It's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I I wasn't really interested in there because I'm like, okay, I know they're going to get the baby home. Yeah. I understand that, or else it's not going to be this movie. Right. I was, yeah, like, if we would have had more interaction with the family, mm -hmm. I think it would have been way better. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Now, did you find it funny? Because I laughed out loud several times. I thought the humor factor was pretty high in this movie. Yeah, I mean, when they they put a lot of pieces in play. Like, they put Key and Peele in there as the wolves. Oh, is that who that was? That's Key and Peele, yeah. I thought they sounded familiar, uh -huh. but I didn't I did and, like, not all, recognize that. All that, that bit with the wolves, like, wolves, tri like, form of a minivan yeah. and oh, stuff like that. Stuff. That was really good. 
and they played up the cuteness. Like the babies yeah. were just too adorable, and they gave them like super hot pink hair. Yeah, that was or that was really cool. Green hair, like they all had. They looked like little toy babies. In a I lot did. Of ways. I did get kind of touched up at the end mm-hmm. um, when you know all the babies are going to their new right, parents and right, everything like right. that. I was like, <gasps> yeah, <laughs> I got a little bit touched up there, but that was that was my only time. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. So, what did you think of the, the soundtrack being just kind of pop songs mixed into? I'm fine with that because I like I don't really like the musicals, like really? the like the singing like animals yeah, see, or something. If Andy Samberg would have decided they, I'm gonna have like a ballad, I would have left. It would have been awful. Well, you would think they would pull like a Lion King and bring in an actual singer to do the singing. But no, because I mean, because it's Andy Samberg and he has the Lonely Island. Yeah, but he raps. He doesn't exactly. Sing. I, I, if they would have done something like that, I would have left. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, no, can't do it. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, I, I feel like Andy Samberg is pretty good for animated movies because he is so animated himself. But I but do it's all, find but him a little over the top. It's, all, it's also a drawback because he is so animated. Yeah, I agree. So it, it, it tends to be a little much. Like, I prefer, like, seeing him live, like on Brooklyn Nine-Nine or on... SNL, Saturday something Live. like that, yeah. I think it's, it's much better for him, but... I think he's zany enough that kids will definitely love him. And uh, the Tulip, I thought she was really good. Like oh, she, she, she like she, she would have been my second favorite character in this movie. Yeah, she was really good. I but, liked how she would have conversations with herself and play different characters. That that part was hilarious. Really, really good, she yeah. just just changes the hairstyle. Changed hair, yeah. That was, was really good. That was awesome. So I I feel like this movie is really pretty good for all ages. What do you think? Yeah, it's definitely. It I mean, like there, there wasn't anything bad in this movie. Kids. It wasn't scary or intense for kids. No, but there was tons of jokes and you know things for adults to appreciate. That whole bit with um, uh, Tulip and Andy Samberg or Junior trying to find, uh, trying to get the baby to go to sleep, oh, and everything yeah. like that it's was great. perfect. It's really great. Yeah, and I just like the whole part was like, well, you made it, you deal with it, type right. thing. She's like, right. oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so we also saw some trailers for upcoming animated films. Yeah, I'm excited about a couple of them. I think we talked about Trolls in our last. Trolls still cafe. still looks good. I don't know it why. It just looks like eye candy, so I yeah. kind of want to just see it just for all the pretty colors. And it does look like it's going to have a pretty good soundtrack uh, with Justin Timberlake yeah. and Gwen Stefani working together yeah. to give it a a really poppy feel. I think that could be really fun. I did like when we were joking on the way over here about what we're going to see and I accidentally mm-hmm. said Smurfs when I meant Trolls. I was like, oh, we're going to get that Smurfs movie. He's like, well, yeah, I'll meet Trolls. And then there's a Smurfs then preview. Then there's a Smurfs preview. It's like, cheese. Yeah, I, I never could get interested in in these new Smurf movies at all. Yeah. Like, I just couldn't. But then we also saw a trailer for Sing. Which Sing again. Is, yeah. It's kind of like they took the cast of Zootopia and brought them onto That's American exactly Idol. what it looks like. And it's basically a singing competition for you know fame and stardom. And it looks really awesome. I'm excited about it because I was a big American Idol fan and I was a huge Zootopia fan. And I think it's kind of cool. Zootopia now available idea. on Netflix. So yeah, watch that. It is. They're finally getting some new titles. Oop, oh. lunch is here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you were Over medium. I yeah. forgot Thank how you, I ordered. Thank you. Let me go get some pasta. I'll be right back. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Do we want to finish yeah, this or do we want to say we finish this real quick? Maybe take them two seconds, okay. finish it, and then putting pepper on my eggs. And then we then we eat. What do you say? Sounds good to me. Okay. So. So we want to rate this movie. Yeah, let's go ahead. Um, like, I, like my drawbacks were the fact that we didn't get as much as the family as I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I thought the movie was fine. I th- Kelsey Grammer shouldn't have been like as big of a character as he was because I mean like I understand that you have to have he was a pretty minor character well I mean but I mean I, I feel like you didn't really have to have a villain in this movie you could have had the whole they have to try and get there like a homeward bound type thing and right. I thought it would have been a little bit better than oh Kelsey Grammer or Hunter or whatever his name is yeah. wants to like stop everything and basically kill them pretty much it's like eh, there's no there's no point in this yeah 
I agree. So what's your rating of this movie? Uh, I'll give it a I'll give it a three. Okay. Three. Um, what's an animated bird? Tweety birds. I'm gonna give it three foghorn leghorns because nice. I'm gonna like it's an even better bird. Yeah. Oh no, wait, no. I'm gonna take it back. I want to give it three chicken hawks. Okay. Have a little chicken okay. hawk. Yeah, he's good. Out of five. Excellent. Yeah, I'm gonna give it. Uh... Oh, thank you so oh, much. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. You guys enjoy. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Delivery of fresh hot syrup. Delicious. Lovely. I'm gonna have three of these syrups, and you can have that one. That's fine. I'll have one. Um, I'm gonna rate this out of Jiminy Crickets. I'm gonna give it three as well. Three Jiminy Crickets. I, I was entertained from beginning to end. You know, I don't think it's the greatest animated movie, but it was solid, and it's one that I can see myself purchasing. I will say, I may think of think it better if I watch it again, because this was probably the loudest movie I've ever been to, ever. All those Meaning kids, the audience, was the audience it and was the so was loud. Yes. So yeah, there were parts that I feel like I didn't hear. Yeah. yeah and exactly. Yeah. So I, we probably missed tons of jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would, I want to hear uh, the little boy. I think his name was Nate. I can't remember. I, I want to hear his, you know, his like uh, guilt tripping his parents oh my gosh. again. <laughs> the kid is hilarious. I love that little kid. That was really good. Man, well, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great. A great fun little yeah. Sunday morning movie. Yeah, really good. Um, all right, you ready to dig into these delicious pancakes? Uh, yeah, but first, Gavin, where can everybody find you? I am on Instagram and Twitter at Gavin Audison Art. And I am on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. For the Animation Station, I'm Josh. I'm Gavin. This is TTFN. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I still don't have anything to go <laughs> we with We don't that. have a sign-off. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Animate Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And join the conversation at SecretSuperheroClub.com, where you can connect with our podcast friends, Cloud City Cast, Getting Into Comics, and Sean of the Gathering.